and more. So Carve's Day for all our listeners is my ultimate bestie. We have been friends for well over a decade. Oh, over. <laughs> How old was that? Like 14 years? Yeah, so it's a good a good shift we put in, evolving with one another. Yeah, look at you and I'm like, I'm old. It's been a while. <laughs> you should feel young next to me. You're always... There's yeah, not even that one. much in between our age. It's like, no, what, like, six months yeah, or six something? Months, yeah. Um, because I was then the year year above you in school I was, I like I was one of the oldest <laughs> yeah so yeah not much yeah so today we shall be talking about the empress um, and just using the archetypes as a general you know general themes for discussion here at this podcast though we're discussing themes of the tarot I always love learning through conversations with my friends and people I've met along my fool's journey and so we shall start the discussion off in relation to the empress what does femininity mean to you I think that it's just embracing who you are so I think that there's not really there shouldn't really be a definition of femininity it's just Mm. if you feel like a woman then whatever you do that is you being that you're embracing yourself so you know some girls might like see that as that's them getting putting their hair and makeup on and mm. like looking at other people it's being powerful and you know establishing their dominance which is exactly what what kind of I do I don't feel like I need to make myself look a certain way to be that dominant female character in my life mm. I just that's just the way that I act and I feel like that is feminine I don't feel like you have to be masculine to be dominant yeah personally. No, no, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. It's so interesting because when we're when we're on all our own journeys, it does grow and evolve over the years as well. Because back, you know, when I was a teenager, like putting on my makeup, pushing my boobs up to my chin, and you know, <laughs> um, doing my hair, that made me feel most feminine. And as I have, you know, been growing and developed, it comes to me in much different ways now. Mm-hmm. Um, such as just being able to express myself and live through my cycles I know like (laughs) I'm always talking about my menstrual cycle if anything is happening to one of my friends I'm like what part of the cycle are you on (laughs) are you about to bleed soon maybe that's why we're all so heightened whereas like for me like my my cycle doesn't really come up Mm. at all in my life like I've got like the app where I track it and sometimes I'm like okay that's why I'm a little bit on estrogen or that's why I'm extra Mm. hungry but it I'll sometimes I look at it and I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not like that at all. It doesn't really rule my life like it rules like a lot of other people's. Like it's yeah. not really, um, I think because I've not really been on any hormonal birth control for the past seven years or anything like that um, I think that it's just it's I'm quite lucky that mine is very in the background it doesn't really take yeah. my life like at all but I feel now as an old as an old woman <laughs> old woman less like I specify the grand old age of 26 yeah um, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a woman um, I feel the most feminine as when I feel powerful so mm. I just started a new job so I feel the most kind yeah. of like feminine power when I feel like I'm walking and I feel that presence that's yeah. when I feel my most like badass woman self mm. so when I'm walking through and you know people go like oh yeah she oh she must be like in charge like, oh we'll go ask her so but also it's not like that sort of she looks in charge I'm scared of her yeah it's like, oh I'm approachable at the same time that's when I feel my most like powerful like womanly self yeah yeah yeah, I suppose it's similar. It's similar to me. If I need an extra boost, if I'm putting on 
I suppose that's kind of taken me back to my 16 year old self and I put on a good pair of heels and just strut in and like a nice a nice suit when I was in a corporate environment anyway that would definitely naturally kind of boost me up I suppose you don't need the heels you don't need the suit you don't need these things they're just like these little tools that you can access into when you need a little bit of a lift so when you don't feel as powerful say if you're having you know just a week that you're not as powerful is there anything you would do that would you know bring your self-confidence up Ooh, let's talk about self-care i think self-love people forget to look after themselves Mm. they just get so wrapped up in what they think is good for them what they think is important and they completely forget to actually look after themselves so uh, you might if you're in a relationship you might think that you know you'll put yourself to the back burner because you feel like all you need to do is look after your partner but looking after yourself is just as if not more important i mean as the amazing rupaul said if you can't love yourself <laughs> how in the hell are you gonna love somebody else so i oh, preach it it's ah oh, because i feel like the I, I, when I can love my partner i feel like the more and more that i can love him is because i've taken that time to think about what I need and what I want first and that's when you're in the best place is when you're happy within yourself and then you can project that feeling onto the people closest to you Mm. so you know if I'm feeling a little bit stressed and overwhelmed then I'll you know if you want to get a takeaway and get a takeaway for me that's not my <laughs> self-care i quite like the set the therapeutic nature of cooking something especially when it's it tastes so good but it's so nutritious and you know exactly what's in it it's made like i'm me personally i'm a vegetarian so i like knowing like this is all really good vegetables knowing all the vitamins and minerals being well educated what i'm putting in my body putting on like a really nice face mask putting a hair mask mm. i'm not much of a bath person i'm trying to get back into it but mm. a nice long shower where you just know that when you come out and if you shave shave your legs feel and, like a shiny yeah and like moisturize so then when you go to bed you just feel well rested and you feel like i've taken some time to look after myself today i've eaten something nutritious i've moisturized myself i've put a hair mask on when i wake up tomorrow i'm going to be glowing and that just you just feel like you've kind of reborn yourself a little bit that's what i do when i feel like okay i need to i feel dragged down I to rebirth a little bit that's what I'll do yeah take a day of self care and for anyone that's had a tarot reading with me it's quite nice to hear this from somebody else as well it's probably where I got this from originally because I always speak about um, and love readings like make sure that you're loving yourself and taking your self love and self worthiness practice where you want it to be because then your lovers or just people in general can match you at that high high place and we're not always going to be there um, and that is fine, but our self care practice is yeah so so very important because you don't want like your relationship to be the only reason why you're happy because mm. then if, if you've you're never gonna get along with someone one hundred percent of the time it's just not gonna happen mm. like my parents are the most in love couple I've ever met in my life they're to me they're like couple goals I've never seen them argue mm. I've never seen them have a tiff of course I know oh, that really I've never, you've never seen them argue never. I know that they had a little break when I was much younger, but they mm. ma- they wanted to make sure that any argument they had was away from me and my brother, which is why I think that we are such chill people in relationships. We don't like to argue because to, to us, that's not mm. what you do. Um, but, you know, I see my mum gets annoyed at my dad if he's out of the pub for a little <laughs> bit too long. Just like, you know, little things like that. Um, but, you know, you don't get along with someone 100% of the time, so you need to make sure there's things in your life that make you happy as well. And your partner is something that's a benefit to your life, not something that is the, 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 the whole reason of who you are. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and that's again if you love yourself and you love who you are then you can see why they love you as well if you mm-hmm. can't see why they love you then it's never going to work because you're always going to be paranoid you're always going to be a little bit like oh well I don't know why they love me so much why do they love me I'm not good enough and you're never mm, going to be happy enoughness. with them exactly and you're never going to feel fully settled with that person if that if you always feel like that all the time yeah it's big work to do because I mean at the moment in therapy that's what I'm working through is like trust issues because I know it comes from me yeah. like um as a source as from like my past experiences and it's all there to teach my lesson but I know there's certain work I need to do on myself so I can then come to my relationship with my partner and be able to be more trusting when you're doing the work behind you when you're saying all those words of wisdom Kirsty you sound like you've been through it and it's this is maybe oh, something that's happened that I, is, oh. no, I, <laughs> where do I start <laughs> I think that you know self-awareness is just so important and I'll never I'll I've been through a lot a lot of different things and I think that you know I'll never look at anything that I've been through and go oh woe me I'll mm. always try and make that effort to think I've been through that and because I've been through that it has benefited me somehow mm. obviously some of the horrific things that's happened to me obviously I wish it didn't happen but I can't take that back so I'm never going to sit and dwell on something that happened to me and go I wish it didn't happen I'm going to look at that and go what have I learned from that not in terms of like that was my fault I'll never say that certain things that happened to me was my fault but you know you know a little bit more of a self-awareness of mm. the people that are around me who I have in my company and the situations that I may put myself in and you know again I'm not going to victim blame myself but just more of a fact of you know there are horrible people out there I think there that are. a lot even when you're older if you haven't gone through something traumatic you'll never understand that there are horrible people out there yeah. and you know things that have happened to me what's that taught me what's mm-hmm. that taught me about myself and I think that that's made me very emotionally intelligent in terms sure. of I know why I feel certain ways because I've been through it oh I felt this before why did I feel like this before how did I get out of that and that's mm. how you kind of get on with it if you've never been through an emotion it is so much harder to get out of it whereas yeah. I've kind of been through all of them <laughs> <laughs> do you know it, it broke my heart at certain points because you have such a big heart and you've wore it you know on your sleeve which is such a beautiful trait for you but when you were doing that at certain points in your life you had some of these experiences that people took advantage of your good nature and yeah. the fact that you had so much love to give that's one thing that I've tried not to do is that you know the amount of times that people have used me or wronged me or you know been horrible to me it's still trying to you know not let that affect that I'm a nice person Mm. so I think that a lot that would turn a lot of people into never doing something nice to them again or to see people in that horrible eye all the time it's like no just because I've met some horrible people I'm still going to be a nice person I'm still going to try and do nice things for people and you know if you believe in karma then that's karma for you I guess like <laughs> that's gonna bite these people back in the butt yeah. if they've done horrible things but I'm not gonna let that affect how I see everybody else and you know just see everybody and think oh you're but also the opposite way of thinking you know not everyone's nice and thinking you know every single person that I meet after that I'm gonna treat them all it's gonna be like a little middle ground you know I used to tell everyone my whole soul when I first met them because I was I, I tried to be like no 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 it's just those few people that are horrible no take your time get to know them choose who you're mm. going to bear your soul to I like that I like that choose who you bear your soul to and before we started the podcast episode I was talking about certain you know friends or partners and these people that I tracked into my life tend to be those with 
you know, a powerful personality and you're able to really be your true authentic self because back maybe many moons ago, I was, well, I like to say I'm a retired people pleaser now. Sometimes <laughs> I try to come out of retirement and I'm like, come on, we're retired and I leave that in the past. But because of my people pleasing past, I am very good at like being a chameleon around people and like changing myself. One thing I love about you is that you can just show up and be your authentic self and you can be you even if you're not bathing your soul to everyone so i would like to know what's what's your superpower like how do you just show up and be your true authentic self or another way to word it is like how do you step away from you know fear of judgment of others i think it's just to learn to just not give a bleep do you know i mean it's just to <laughs> not swear not give a shit i just don't give a shit it's like you're it took me a really really mm. really long time to learn and also be okay with the fact that not everyone's going to like you. Yeah. So what is the point in trying to change who you are to make people like you? Because then when you do show them who you are, they're going to be like, that's not, you know, that that's not who you are, I don't like you. Yeah. So it's only being yourself is then you're going to attract the people that like who you are. Mm. Because if you then come up and try to be everybody else and then you end up connecting people, you're not connecting with them as who you are. Yeah. And it's also like, I have a degree in acting. So, you know, sometimes you don't want to show up. Sometimes you just you just want to lie in bed. Sometimes you don't want to show up and be who you are. And that's okay as well. But I, I, I've learned to kind of put that face on and to kind of act like myself sometimes mm. because I feel like I know myself so well. I can put on my own face when mm. I just, I'm not up for it. Um, but, you know, I think that going up in, on hospitality and stuff like that as well, you do kind of need to just put that, that face on and act a little bit. But it's it's also just, it's just not caring, and if you're just yourself, you're gonna attract the people that you want to attract. If you're being someone that's not you, you're gonna attract the wrong type of people. Now that, my friends, my goddesses, is a big truth mm-hmm. for sure. Because I know in my in my experience, more so because I got sucked into wanting to please men, which I believe many of us women can get you know sucked into a certain point I used to want to please men and to please men I could understand okay what music do they like what movies do they like well I ask them who their crushes are celebrity crushes and then I can start you know molding and bending myself around this person but then you know you can't you can't put that you can't put those faces on all the time and then you're showing up and you're being yourself and you hurt yourself more because then they might not they probably won't accept you as that it's Mm -hmm. it's, you changed mm. your whole being to fit this person yeah and then if they reject you then you're gonna be like oh but i changed who i am but then it's i'll change again uh, i'll change uh, again for uh, you uh, what can i do to make you like me but then i think that a lot of people do that because they're too scared to be themselves if they get rejected then they're Mm. getting rejected as to who they are which hurts more so i understand why people do it yeah because it hurts more and it stings more but also it's a practice I, I can't tell you the amount of times I've been rejected mm. you know mm. that my dating history and you know the we sort of like talk about that these your learnings oh my goodness <laughs> top dating tips oh I, I, oh my goodness I can't it even it broke my heart every time like lots of hearts are broken in the yeah. processes because of these sub 
par men gonna make me boys. angry boys. boys yeah they're not men boys boys sorry again it was because when i was younger i used to bear my soul to everybody mm-hmm. and i used to think that that male validation was what i needed and i needed to you know if i tell more about me and if i show everything about me then mm-hmm. you know he has to like me and if anything it was just hurting me and i was heartbroken and they couldn't care less because they didn't invest time in it and again because i felt a certain way and because i was you know feeling a certain thing or putting my all into it then and they weren't doing the same thing in return then i was the only mm. person that was getting hurt and i could understand why they wouldn't understand like but why i don't like she's a psycho because guys love to throw that word around what, she's is, a it, psycho. what is it with psycho what is it with that word it's like no i have emotions and you know i was displaying them and i was getting to know you on like a romantic level and you projected me so (laughs) there's not even that it's just it was always i don't know if anyone else can relate to this it was always one month in one month one month in also um we're getting really excited as two lovely scottish women (laughs) we probably should Yeah, I get I get that a lot. Yeah. So, so do so do I, and it's our enthusiasm. So yeah, yeah we'll we'll try speak. I'm a very excited yes, person, which is great. It's great. We'll... <laughs> very, like I was always given that critique when I was like going into hospitality at first was just slow <laughs> down. I mean, I can enunciate quite well, but I get mm. yeah, very, very fast. But, yeah. But yeah. Again, that's even my love life. I would always go very fast when I was yeah. younger. Turbo. But I think that with my current partner, we were friends at first and I got to know him as a person. And I think that that's what's made me realise is that I was getting to know these boys as love interests instead mm. of as people. And I think that that's what I need to, you need to focus on when you're trying to get to know somebody is get to know them as people. And if they are you know compatible to you as a person and yeah. just especially with that um finding people attractive just try and not think about that because that lust can just take over everything oh yeah for sure and that's how you get those like aggressive relationships that's how you get yeah you can think that's passion aggression and you know all these feelings and your oh. heart racing isn't passion it's sometimes it's your lust taking over and your body's like this isn't or your head's like this isn't right for you mm. but your body is wanting you know like let's go let's do it it's just trying to you know again be that emotionally intelligent listen to yourself listen to what you need and ask you know what ask those bold questions in that first date oh you so should i think it's really important to understand what it is you're looking for first and foremost Even friendships yeah yeah especially friendships if anything friendships are more important yeah and coming in because you're you're at a position at the moment where you're like actively seeking you know more friendships and deciding to attract in the right kind of person mm-hmm. the right kind of people and when, when you're doing that you need to be you need to be choosy you need to be picky it's turning off that people pleasing that you were saying yeah. because it's like i have been trying to like meet up and make make new new friendships and stuff and it's you know even if i don't like them i'm still trying to fight this whole thing of but they need to like me mm. and it's like no if you don't want you're interviewing if, them too uh, it's just like, i've just <laughs> got this so overall thing of like i just want this person to like even if i feel uncomfortable even if i'm not feeling it at all i'm still like oh but i don't want to hurt their feelings and also i want them to like me it's like no if you're not on the same page as somebody and if you don't get that good vibe then you can say to them and put yourself there look I'm just not I just don't think that we vibe like that like this has been nice but I'm not really even as a as a friend yeah as friendships and it's okay to do that it's it's and even when it comes to family and I think a lot of people Mm. this whole like blood's thicker than water thing if someone in your life is poisonous kick them out 
even if they are your friends, your family or your relationship, you are the most important person in your life. You are the only person that has been with you through every aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. You are the only person that has been there every time you've cried, every time your heart's been broken, every time you've done something stupid. You're the only person that's been there the whole time, so you're the most important person in your life. And don't let anyone else think that they're more important than you. Yeah, for sure. I think that's important with with family members. I'm quite fortunate that I've never had a family member I've had to cut out my life per se. Neither. But I did have a, a nice realisation when I was doing my meditation classes. One of our homeworks was to go and make a tree friend and sit by her tree friend and <laughs> meditate with, with her tree friend. So I did that and the tree at the bottom of my garden was a holly tree. And the big realisation I came into that was I was listening to everyone else in the sessions talk about their experience with, you know, meditating by a tree and it was all love and warmth and we want to be there and be rooted and grounded. And um, the themes of people pleasing came up just by like a tree doesn't a tree doesn't change when the birds come close or like you know it accepts everyone here's me having this download that i'm like holly tree spiky i'm like reminding me that certain people we need to love them from a distance mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you need to cut them out completely from your life but definitely manage <laughs> we have a playful cat in the room <laughs> <laughs> she loves fetch <laughs> she does but yeah um, some people you need to love from a distance and maybe it'll take some time to to understand what your needs are and I mean maybe it'd be worth having a chat at some point in the future on the podcast with somebody that has had to do something similar if you're interested but it definitely yeah we need to put ourselves first as well and it's not being selfish it's not being selfish I think that if anyone says to you that you're being selfish then that's their problem that's not your problem yeah be like look I that's one thing that I think I've had to learn in my current relationship is that he's an only child um and I am not I'm not an only child I'm the youngest child and I have been in drama classes since I was four so (laughs) so I'm drama queen yeah I'm used to being around um a lot of people all the time I'm a, a self-proclaimed social butterfly. Mm. Um, I'm used to being around people. I love being around people, and I'm never really. I'm not a, 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 the sort of people that have had massive families, but I'm. Um, I'm very, very, very close with my parents, and and my brother is the opposite for me in every way, but in a good you way. You are polar opposites. We are polar literally. opposites. Like literally, <laughs> I love being out. He doesn't ever go out. Um, I love to you go out and drink he doesn't drink um and he only has like one beer every now and again he loves to sit in and play computer games i don't like sitting in and playing computer games we're just i love being like the kind of center of attention sometimes and just like kind of going out and like having friends where he doesn't like he's like if I, for example the way i always look at it is a happy birthday take that cake to my middle of the restaurant and scream my name <laughs> Sing, shout, and scream, happy birthday, this is my day. Extrovert to yeah, the high nth degree. Exactly, whereas he's just like, who cares, it's my birthday, like, whatever, don't don't just give me a cake. Um, and that's one thing that I'm having to learn with my current partners. He's an only child, and, he, and I think that it took a long time for me to, you know, realise that if he says to me, I just want some space to myself today, that's not a reflection on me. He just wants time to himself because he likes to be alone. 
he likes to have that time to just reflect just like even just even just like sitting on the on the bed and just like going on his phone for a little bit it took me a good couple of years to realize that that's not a reflection of me just because your partner doesn't want to hang out with you all the time doesn't mean they love you any less mm. it just means that they value their own time and i think that that's why we're so well matched is because i never used to value time to myself and now i totally do mm. i not, sometimes i love nothing more than just sitting doing absolutely nothing just in my own company mm. and you know probably some of the dramatic events in my past as well but i used to hate sitting by myself in my own company mm. Because of the thoughts that come oh, yeah. up, isn't it? Yeah, and like your your the things that you're insecure about, the things that you know you don't like, and sometimes for for me anyway, I'd always just be scared that someone was was in the room if I was in the mm. house by myself, especially when I was younger. I remember when I was sixteen, and um, I remember being in the house by myself, and at that point we were in quite a big house, and I always thought there was someone outside, and I and I from that point I just I'd never want to be be alone, and it mm. took a long time for me to realise like no no he, he wants to be by himself because he likes his own company and he likes to have just nothing for a little while um and again just like listening to other people's needs isn't a reflection on you it's just getting to know that other person and what they need and you know what they need to be happy because if you listen to what they need to be happy you listen to yourself like oh, okay what do i need then what, what mm. what's going to make me happy right now and also having that kind of balance and being like oh you okay i want my alone time but you want time with me so okay let's split it in half we'll have some time together and then also i'll be i'll be alone as well for a little bit yeah you've learned a lot from this relationship oh, current relationship so you have and i've seen you just like grow and evolve and it's been so nice to see you with somebody that like matches that love that you have for like the world as well yeah. um okay we're, we're so opposite we are like mm. so opposite and but it's also nice that you know i think that you're always kind of brought up to think that you'll be with the the successful, strong personality, the proper, um, you know, masculine, macho, macho, yeah, macho confident one who's <laughs> going to go up to your dad and shake his hand. And, you know, if you're with like that kind of like quieter guy in the corner, like that's not, you know, the thing that you're kind of brought up to think to look mm. for. But uh, my mum is always right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I always hated the fact she's always right, and I used and I got to, point, to your mother's. Yeah, when, when like well, not always because sometimes they yeah. are wrong. But mine particular, <laughs> she's most of the time, especially when I was younger, not so much anymore because I think that we're both becoming like much wiser and we're coming more to our womanhood, and she can respect me as a woman more. But when I was younger. I used to show her like guys that I was dating. She's like, he looks like the guy from last time. Is is this the same person? Like, are you sure it's not the same guy? Like, History no, it's some, like itself. it was like it was always. I had a very specific type, and then she said to me one day, "Look, Kirsty, you're gonna meet a guy who is the complete opposite from the sort of guy that you think that you should be with, and the sort of guy that you see in your head." Mm. Um, she's like, and she said to me, she said, "You like brown hair? I bet you're gonna be with a blonde guy." <laughs> your mum's manifesting your world so then like they were when they actually met my partner before we were together and when i because i was like oh yeah he likes me like oh he um is like you know he's proper chasing me like i'm just not in for it and then they met him and was like he is exactly right for you and i was like no 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 and they knew before i did that Mm. you know he's the exact balance of you know the yin to my yang yeah he sees things from a completely different perspective than i do and I think that we strive off each other that way in like the best way possible. Yeah, which is really nice to see that. Yeah, 
lovely, lovely man, lovely woman for a lovely man. <laughs> so gorgeous. But I think the, the one of the best things about him as well is that um, I'm bisexual and he is just so completely understanding of that mm. and I never ever really explored my bisexuality as much. I kind of always knew, but again, you're kind of brought up thinking that you're going to be with you're going to be in a heterosexual relationship with so one ne- person yeah. forever yeah. So and you, that's how it is yeah so you never really think to yourself to kind of ex- oh if I'm bisexual then I have the choice then obviously I'm going to be with a man because it's easier mm. um, but you can't you can't ignore that part of yourself and he's just so open to me exploding that part of myself and he doesn't judge me for thinking that way either mm. um, and you know I can take those like chances I can go to like a gay bar and I can have a dance and I can chat to women and stuff like that and He's just so open and so understanding about it. Sometimes a little bit too open. Um, <laughs> he needs to kind of rein me in a little bit. But, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's nice you have that freedom. Yeah. Um, because we are living in 2021 now. And we don't have to have the same, put the same formula into every single relationship. Oh, so much, yeah. And as long as, the, you know, as long as you have a really strong foundation of communicating, it's not that, okay, it's 2021, so I'm going to do what I want and what I please. Like, come to a mutual understanding with your partner and what they're comfortable with. Because, I mean, I'm in the opposite side of things where because I'm working through my own trust issues and doing these things, well, gosh, maybe maybe it would help but it's not something I would really look at exploring myself so it's really nice to see as somewhere like you can explore even within your relationship like a committed relationship it's it's so hard not to think to yourself I want to be in that cookie cutter and Mm -hmm. if you're not in that cookie cutter then you don't think that you know what's wrong and it's no you're just not and you're a brownie <laughs> you're not. You're not a cookie. You're not a cookie. You're not in a cookie cut relationship. You are an apple pie. You're something completely <laughs> different. Doesn't make it any less delicious. You're just different. Yeah. And Ooh, everyone's like different. You're not supposed to be the same as everybody else. If you everyone ate cookies, you would be sick of cookies. Mmm. Mmm. You're thinking about cookies now. <laughs> no, I was just honestly. I love these truths. My favorite thing about. Um, since I've started hosting this pos- podcast is see these wisdoms that just come in mm. and I'm like I end up getting stunned <laughs> oh my goodness just like, letting the wisdom soak in different's not bad different Mm-mm. is good like we would oh, we would never change and evolve everything and everyone was always the same mm-hmm. you should sometimes you should strive to be a little bit different in things yeah because talking of differences, what we mentioned about talking on this podcast as well, the Empress is all traditionally is about fertility. It could be giving birth to a physical, a physical child, a physical being, but it also can be giving birth to different experiences during life. It could be, you know, giving birth to like a beautiful new career, and somewhere where you're deciding not to be a cookie cutter and considering as um, or you know making your own mind up in terms of whether you want to have children or not because one of the cookie cutter things is when you've been in a committed relationship when you're popping out when you're popping out the babies so what have been your recent thoughts on having children and how other people are like projecting their cookie cookie cutter beliefs under you tongue twister yeah i don't want kids Mm. i do not want children like I i just don't want them and i think that the biggest thing that I struggled with and again what I've learned so much from my relationship is the fact that you know you're kind of brought up but it's not like it's I blame a specific person or blame my parents it's just you're always expected to grow up get into a relationship get married and have babies that's just something that's like you grow up and you turn you turn a certain age or you, you move out it's just something that it's it's it happens mm-hmm. you have children and you know people always say like we're born to reproduce like that but the way I look at it is that 
I'm not going to bring another life into the world unless it's something that I 100% want to do. Mm. And I feel like a lot of people, like, I'm not going to judge people, like, people can do whatever they like, but I feel like a lot of people have children because it's a selfish need. Mm. Because they want to have them. Because it'll Mm -hmm. make them happy. They want to feel that love that they've heard about. They want to bring... Which I'm being honest, and we can have a debate about this. Honestly... That's probably why I want to have yeah. children uh-huh. in the future. They want, to, they want to carry on their lineage. They want to carry yeah. on their name. It's, In my opinion, a lot of people having children, it's one of the most selfish decisions that you can make. You know, And a lot of people, even they do good stuff, they do mm. charity work, they do all stuff, it's to make them feel good. But I mean, if you want to do that, then that's fair enough. But it's also holding yourself accountable and realising, yes, this is a selfish decision, it's something that I want to do. Mm. But for me, personally, I wouldn't want to bring a child into the world unless I feel like they're going to benefit from that situation. This child is going to have benefit from like them them having a life. And it's not just going to benefit me. It's not just going to make my parents happy because they're having a grandchild. I'm not doing it for other other people. It's just more, you know. I you know when you have a child, you give up. You give up a lot. Oh and yeah, if, and, and, a lot of sacrifices. Yeah, and if you sure. want to do that then perfect I don't want to do that mm. and I don't think that it's a bad thing for me not wanting to give up my life I don't want to have to move into a bigger apartment or a bigger house because I'm choosing to have kids I don't want to have to give up my career or give up what I'm doing because of childcare mm. because the current way of the world is that you know working 40 hours a week was not meant for a working family it was supposed to be for a man that mm-hmm. was working 40 hours a week to bring in the money and the woman was staying home that's the 40 hour week that, is, that it doesn't suit now because there isn't enough money in a 40 hour week for one person to support a whole family so you need to have both the parents working and you know when you have a child you want to spend all your time with this child and like you are completely obsessed with this child and that you just want to spend all your time around them I personally that sounds horrible uh, <laughs> I don't want to do that but I understand that people like as soon as you have a child your whole life and your whole mind is is, is just it's tunnel vision of mm-hmm. love um, which is beautiful for them I don't want to go through that personally yeah. I think that I'm just far too independent in what I want in my own life I don't want to be ran by anybody mm-hmm. including the life of, of, of my love of a, of a child um, personally but um, I just you know the way of the world at the moment you either if you work full time if both of you work full time then you have to basically pay one full wage in childcare so you might as well just not work and then spend all your time with your child and you're going to be pretty much the same way in terms of your income um and i think everyone would rather be home and spend time with their child rather than be away working the whole time but then that means that me and my partner have to then discuss okay who's gonna give up a little bit and it's like are you both gonna give up a little bit and then you both aren't getting that you know because sad thing is is that you don't get part-time managers you don't get part-time mm. general managers you don't get part-time directors you don't really get that you have to dedicate pretty much kind of your whole life to it and if i you know give up these things if i have a child and i will always feel there's going to be some sort of resentment there and i don't ever want to feel like if i have a child that they have some sort of resentment that they were born mm-hmm. personally and you know me personally pregnancy and giving birth sounds absolutely horrible <laughs> <laughs> And it's also with my partner as well. Like I think that um, he's never wanted children. It's never really been his ball game. He said before that he would have a child if I really wanted to. But again, you know, I don't want to change his whole entire life. And it's not a little decision like having a puppy. You are that child's parent for the rest of your life. It is a permanent. You can't just eighteen years. You can't divorce a child. 
you know getting married you can divorce them okay that's over you can't divorce your kid that commitment is, issues uh-huh, like, <laughs> I don't want to you know I feel like I need to be a part of something forever like I mm. have to be I always want a choice yeah and that's a permanent decision for the rest of your life and I think a lot of people make don't make the, child, the decision of having a child they don't take it that seriously when you have that child that is forever mm. if they're 40 years old and they've had a divorce and they have nowhere to live then you know who are they going to live with you <laughs> that's your responsibility a lot of people be like no, no no they're 40 they're in charge of themselves you brought them into this world and if they're struggling then you're the person that they're going to go to and um, mm. yeah I'm just it's just and one thing with my partner is that I feel like I always kind of put him under pressure being like you've always said you don't want children I want that the option to have kids you don't want them and I finally kind of broke him down enough where he was like yeah okay but then I was like okay so we can have a child you're not like so so happy about it but you would do it for me that again not that really feeling easy about it but then we're in a very very good position at the moment we are both in amazing jobs we are mortgage free in like five six years we uh, have pretty much everything we've got a car each we could have a child we have got a spare bedroom around right now that's just mm. with my hair and makeup stuff <laughs> like with laundry um we are if we want to have a child right now we would be very comfortable and when that kind of came to that realization that we could have a child right now like i'm at that age where it's probably perfect timing it was like oh the gut thing of like i don't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as it was like you know you know it's like some a, a toy that someone else is playing with mm-hmm. and you want it as soon as it's available you're like actually i don't want it it's the same thing is that as soon as it is available mm-hmm. as soon as it's something that's realistic something that could happen very very shortly listen to your gut not what everybody else around you is saying you'll you'll change your mind oh you'll be a great mum oh just come off of birth control and just see what happens you'll be happy when you have the child like oh my mum said to me I never wanted really to have children when I had children but it just happened and I was very happy that it happened I'm like well good for you but you know I'm not gonna just like go on a whim this is an incredibly very very serious decision to make that I'm not just gonna see what happens <laughs> like this is an incredibly uh, the, the biggest decision that you're gonna make mm. and I'm not gonna take that lightly and as soon as it was something that was that was that could happen at any point that my gut was just like no I don't yeah. want that and listening to myself and making that decision and you know standing up for myself and telling people like stop telling me I'll change my mind stop telling me how I should feel I think that's important because albeit we're having this discussion this episode you're not going around to people and telling them don't have kids I think you've made an awful choice I think you should be making this different choice however something that you run into not wanting to you know have children is people being like like you said, you'll change your mind. Yeah, like, are you sure that you'd yeah. make such a, an amazing mother? Yeah. Why don't you want to do this? I, they're trying to say, I did it, it's great. Why don't you want to be like me? And you're not reju- rejecting their way of being, their way of life. You just don't want to. And you, you didn't want to have, because I've known you for such a long time, back when we were teenagers, you didn't really want to have kids for many many years when you're younger it was always kind of a thing and just maybe naturally over time it appeared to me I mean correct me if I was wrong that you decided okay maybe it might be something I want this is the norm cookie cutter mentality I suppose and then you're kind of coming back to yourself almost and being like listen to my true self because I think that when you get older and you get in a relationship that you're just I think that a lot of people go oh not now but of course obviously eventually at some point Mm. I'll want them 
was like, why? Why is it's that? Okay. It's okay not to want kids. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Yeah, she's like, it's okay not to want to be in the career that's normal just because it's it's okay to not want to wear the same clothes that everybody else is wearing. Mm. It's okay to say to other people, no, and I'm not forcing my opinion on other people that are wanting to have children. So why do they have the right to try and force their opinion on me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it's something different for that, like, for... Like that, I don't eat meat. Some people yeah. ask me, like, what made you make that decision because it isn't the the norm. Okay. Then you can ask me the same question of what's made you not want to have children. But then for me to tell you and for you to disagree with me and to tell me that I'm wrong, get in the bin. <laughs> get in the bin. <laughs> You've asked me my opinion. I'm telling you my opinion of why I've made a decision. Don't then force your opinion on mm-hmm. me because guess what? I ain't asking you. Yeah, yeah. And if it I- does eat away at you a bit when people makes you question like at times can make you question when people are consistently you know saying the thing same things that you do need to stand in your power as a person and be like this is the decision that i've yeah. made and again i'll always say never say never i'll always say like you i i don't really i don't want to move away from from scotland in the uk i was wanting to maybe move to ireland for a little bit but at the moment where i am just now i i would never want to move down to england i would never want to move mm-hmm. um in the eu but again i would never say never because you don't know what you know your life's going to come in and me and my partner have made had this discussion plenty of times where you know if we do get to that point in our lives where we're not living for ourselves anymore um, you know, our careers are kind of at a stalemate. We're just kind of we're we're wake, We're kind of like robots. We're waking up. We're going to work. We're coming mm-hmm. home. We're eating. We're going to sleep. And we're just there's nothing in our lives. And if we feel like we can really, really benefit ourselves and a child to having that life, and we can mm-hmm. really bring an amazing person into the world, and we really want to do that, then fine. But we genuinely you're bored. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't bring in children for selfish reasons you know what in the future when me and my partner are bored yeah, we'll like, out a baby if we, if we genuinely feel like we can bring in someone that is going to you know make an impact and we can bring in someone that's going to you know change change something in the world and bring in someone that's going to make a positive impact then that might happen at some point I'm never going to say that something's never going to happen but in my mind right now I just don't see that happening yeah. I just don't see my hormones taking over my body and making that decision be like I need to have a baby I just don't I just don't get it yeah and people should I think what we're trying to the point we're trying to get across in this discussion one it's okay if you don't want to have kids but two is like respect other people's choices yeah respect other people's lives and more so from like a listener's perspective what is what are the things in your life it might not be children um or for example, but what is it, you know, you want to stand in your power with this decision that you're making that might be against, might be against the, the flow of other people? Like being around kids makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, they, I don't know how to, I think it's a skill. If you can literally sit down with like a three-year-old and entertain them and you're enjoying yourself, like, how? How do you do that? That is, like, I used to, I volunteered and did rainbows for about a year and a half before COVID started, and I have not felt even one iota of going back. Like, mm. nope, I don't want to, because I just feel awkward, because they're they're at that age where they can't have a full conversation with you. You have to really watch what you're saying. And again, because it's such a serious, serious decision mm. to make. As you said to me before, you need to be okay with the fact that you are going to cause your child some sort of trauma. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Like, no matter how well, like she says, with no children, but 
obviously I've been my parents have child. caused me some trauma yeah. your parents have caused you some trauma yeah. not, not slagging them off like they're yeah. amazing parents they've done an amazing job yeah. parenting but you just you're always going to do some kind of damage yeah, yeah. And you're not perfect uh-huh. And but it's also if I had a child I think I would be very much like oh if, if I said this sentence is that going to severely affect them in the future because you know you do pick out little things mm-hmm. that your parents have said to you that you just remember forever there are, is yeah. there not like certain conversations you've had with your parents mm-hmm. that they don't remember because it wasn't that significant but it's ingrained in your brain that you'll never forget yeah and I always think like what sentence is it that I'll say to my child that's going to stay with them forever mm-hmm. and being around other people's children as well it's like okay what can they understand what can't they understand like how far are they, along are they in their development like you know what sort mm-hmm. of conversations are they having with their parents you know like me personally I always feel like sex should be something that is Mm. is not hidden from your child yeah as soon as they ask just kind of sharing what it is they'll probably be disgusted and run away but (laughs) I wasn't when my parents brought it up with me it was very it was never there wasn't there was never any emotion that was connected with it it was just Mm. this is what happens and it was just very matter of fact is that people have sex sex is the normal way to have children and that's how people normally we should reproduce that's society's way of making us think that oh that's horrible i remember my parents are a very tactile couple they're mm-hmm. very very cuddly they're very affectionate which is why me and my relationships i am a very mm-hmm. um you know i love physical touch that's my love language is physical yeah. touch and kissing and hugs and stuff my partner's isn't his way is um and we're talking about love languages before as yeah. well i think is there five yeah his his what are they touch gifts words of affirmation which is mine acts of service and i can't remember the so last one so i now realize what his is his is acts of service when ah, I, okay. I and i when i went through love language i was like oh that's my that's that's his love language mm. he he is so so grateful whenever i do anything for him to the point where he doesn't expect me to do anything because he's like, oh, you've already done so much for me. But if I clean the house or if I, you know, buy him something nice or like, not even buy something nice. Quality time. Quality time, yeah. If I do something for him, if I do something for the house, he's just so grateful and it just makes him so happy. And I didn't realise that was love language until I went through them and I was like, ah, mm. that makes so much sense. If you sense. don't know your love languages, I'm always banging on about them. Get on Google and do the test because even there's me thinking I know about my love languages and my partner's love languages on the magician episode and he's like mine's gifts and I'm like say what <laughs> <laughs> you want me to gift you because that's gifts. like the last I don't yeah I don't really do I don't expect gifts or never have done so I love a gift if one comes my way I'm like great but I don't it's not a love language yeah. I can do yeah. like for me because I am so like, kind of strong and independent I don't like it when people do things for me I don't like mm. it when people buy me things Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like it when people go out of their way for me. I think again when I was brought up, it was very much like if you know my parents gave me a lift somewhere, it was very much like I am doing this for you. This is out of my way, but I'm doing it for you. And mm-hmm. that's why I don't like it when people do things for me because I'm always thinking about inconveniencing somehow. So my love language is definitely like if if you love me, you will you will give me hugs, you will kiss me, you will touch me. You don't have to buy me anything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything for me. That's how I know that you love me. Yeah. Not with my friends. That's different. I don't know what it is. I don't particularly like touching my friends. It's mm-hmm. only with partners. Yeah. I know. Touch isn't a huge love language of mine. It's nice in a partnership, but yeah. Love languages, eh? But yeah, so seeing that, seeing that when I was growing up, that was definitely mm. um, 
although they 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 touch and they cuddle each other and um you know you're always kind of you watch tv shows and movies mm-hmm. where like you you see parents kissing and cuddling you go ew that's disgusting <laughs> so i remember saying that to my parents once when i was about six and they were kissing and i was like ew and they were like you've never done that before (laughs) that's disgusting and my mum said to me she was like would you rather that we didn't touch each other and we argued and didn't like each other like no like so the fact that we're giving each other affection is because we love each other so why is that disgusting and my mind immediately changed Mm. so it's just about like you know it's normal to be affectionate in a couple and it's about seeing your parents as a couple they are a couple and I think a lot of the time they try, they try to disconnect. No, they're mum and dad. No, they are a couple, mm. and they love each other. And they either made you, adopted you, went to the effort of having a child out of that love. You know, yeah. you get like sometimes it's, it's it's accidental, but again, it was out of an act of love. Um, Shagging. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> but like sex is the most natural thing. It is the most natural thing that we can do as human beings mm. whether you're in a heterosexual relationship or a queer relationship it is the most natural thing that you do as a couple so why as a society we think that it's something that's minging i don't know i don't get it i, I suppose there's it. so many societal norms added on to in all these things like with i mean i'm working through like good girl mentality that's been conditioned into me that certain things you know aren't okay where I mean like this has taken us off in a whole new tangent but the whole like I've experienced so much anger because throughout your life you're told like oh look like Rihanna's sexy or we have like Beyonce super sexy but then when you try show up in the sexy outfit because you know you're trying to learn about yourself and how you want to come across in the world all of a sudden people are seeing you in a different light and then it's like oh wait a minute if you're too sexy that's bad and then that's damaging my personal experience that's then damaging on how I feel confident in the bedroom because for so long I've started to be grounded down to be like oh actually maybe you shouldn't come across like that and I'm just now confused as to I'm coming back to the root to see what do I even like now Mm -hmm. because of all the conditioning I've had and now I'm unconditioning myself now I'm in this place I'm like Okay, what 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 do I even like anymore? Yeah, I don't know. I'm confused. Uh-huh. Even the fact that I'm I've got quite large boobs, so oh. it's even conditioned in me that I shouldn't have them on show because it's going to attract the wrong type of attention. And I'm like, so if a girl with no boobs wears the exact same top that I do, but because I have boobs and you can see them, I shouldn't wear that. Why? Yeah. Why shouldn't I wear that? Just because I have. Why? Why should I change how I dress just to make other people feel more comfortable? No, yeah, I protect want, yourself uh-huh, in that case. Exactly. No, I want to feel like a badass bitch. I want to walk down the street <laughs> feeling myself. So I'm going to wear something where my boobs are on show. Yeah. And I could feel myself, especially when I got in a relationship, not wanting that attention completely change and not having them out at all. And I remember growing up, I used to get, do you remember the comments I'd get all the time? Like, yeah. your boobs are out. Like, oh, of course mm. your boobs are out. Like, oh, I bet you Kirsty's is going to wear something with her boobs out tonight. It's like, yeah, because guess Jealousy. what? They look good. Yeah. They look smashing and they look great so yeah do you know what i'm gonna wear a v-neck i'm gonna wear something with my cleavage is out if i don't want to have my cleavage out it's because i'm not doing it to protect you it's because i just don't want to have them out tonight and i want to show another part of my body to myself Mm -hmm. i don't wear makeup to make myself look good for other people i don't sit at my vanity and put different eyeshadow on like you know that that thing you hear i'm not gonna wear blue eyeshadow because mark likes blue eyeshadow like no i'm gonna put blue eyeshadow on because i think that it makes my eyes look good i'm gonna not put any foundation on because 
because guess what? My skin looks great today. Mm. I'm going to straighten my hair because I want to look in the mirror and go, I look great. Not for other people. Not change myself for anybody else. Again, because I am the most important person in my life and I'm not going to change myself for anybody. And as I remember when you said to me when I was like 20, the one thing I love about you is that you're unapologetically yourself. And mm. I took that as an insult. And then I take a look back now and I'm like, no, that is one of the nicest things anyone mm. said to me because I'm not going to change myself for anybody. And it still stands too because I know um, within friendships and what you said is amazing like that is just like a mic drop right there <laughs> the, the podcast is like Dumb. I am the empress <laughs> it's like there we go <laughs> but um, that is one thing one theme that's really ran true f- for you is that you've always been unapologetically yourself and I come, I've yeah, stood out and always. I can't help it and I've always I feel like I've been conditioned to change that mm. to not stand out but I do because I have big boobs because I have a big butt because I am incredible you am, are the empress in terms of I'm that a, like I'm an hourglass figure traditional uh-huh. feminine like, shape I am like I'm I'm decent looking and I you're I have, hot honey I have that decent looking come on empress <laughs> I'm hot um, and you know I have that confidence myself and I walked in the street and yeah people look at me and I used to when I was younger think I have to change that I don't want to be looked at I can't be the centre of attention because mm-hmm. I was bullied for those reasons and that's because as you said they were jealous of the fact that I had that character I had that presence and now as an adult as a grown ass woman I embrace that and guess what now I'm successful now people notice me mm. because it's a good thing so don't try and change yourself because people are telling you that it's wrong if you feel that it's right then it's right yeah yeah that's so strong <laughs> so strong i've got one last question for you as you don't wish to birth a physical child or children into this world what would you like to birth into this world i think that the more and more people that i meet i just want to kind of you know if they ask me questions and uh, inspire people and I think that, you know, I don't want to change anyone's minds on anything and make them feel like they're wrong, but just educate them from a different point of view and not be scared that someone has a different point of view from you. You don't have to disagree with them. You can tell them your different point of view, not have an argument with them, but just say, well, you know, I had a discussion with a guy at work yesterday and we were talking about children. He doesn't particularly want to have kids, but for completely different reasons than me. And we just got into a topic about it. Again, we weren't judging each other for different reasons. It was just like, oh, for example, with the fact that I don't eat meat, it's just, I think that a lot of people eat it because they think they have to. And I'm never going to stop it. Uh-huh, I'm never going to force my opinions on other people. But if they don't know and they ask me about it, I like to educate them. And I think that it's again going back in that loving yourself thing it's just knowing what you put in your body you don't have to just eat like i'm not i'm not wanting to give anyone the point of view that i'm like a pure size a fitness model but (laughs) i am not in the slightest but i am aware of what i put in my body and i'm aware of you know people have the opinion of oh we're gonna die eventually anyway no matter what we do but I think just making some type of difference. I don't really care about keeping my family name or you know keeping my genetics going. That's something that I've never cared about. Um, I think it's just more the fact that while I'm here, I do want to make some type of, of difference, change some different point of view, even for just a couple of people and just feel like I've made some sort of impact on mm. somebody. That's something that I would I'd like to be even just like as you said with empress just give birth to new ideas yeah um and even with like my close family none of them drink milk anymore because mm. of me just like kind of letting them know what i've learned um my partner i feel like i've changed him a lot 
and I feel like you know that can be a domino effect and in the career that I've chosen um, I deal with people a lot and even I love the idea of just changing someone's day around and just making yeah. them feel happy and just making things for the better like a, you know working on the environment and you know just uh, just making giving birth to change I think changing yeah. people's point of view changing people's minds changing people's moods just mm-hmm. you know good stuff changing people's moods as well and like you're saying with the whole healthy eating thing ever since I've taken a different perspective on that it's more for mental health as well like see as soon as you take it away from like trying to be slim and diet like the unhealthy diet culture and you just work on like your mind and then like you said then you can change people's moods you can like I would love to donate eggs but I looked into it more and my BMI is too high Oh really? My BMI is too high. I'm five foot seven, mm-hmm. and I'm about. Oh. Each of your boobs must be like yeah. I'm a stony. I'm about. <laughs> I'm roughly around ninety kilograms. Mm-hmm. I had. I don't weigh myself. So I feel like it's very, very unhealthy to yeah. weigh yourself and always What's compare yourself. Kilograms and stones. I only do stones. I think it's like thirteen and a half, something like that. So I think I'm pretty much borderline BMI. Um, but I'm so healthy. Yeah. Like I You're don't always like, on the veggies. Like my skin is incredibly clear. Mm-hmm. I drink a lot of water. Um, I don't have any aches and pains anywhere. Like I don't really complain about a lot of anything that's wrong with me. I don't have any health conditions. Um, okay. I'm not saying that any health conditions you have is because you're unhealthy. Like my example, my my parents and my brother have all got incredibly serious health conditions. It's got nothing to do with their diet or how they've been brought up. It's just unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but you know, health conditions that can happen because of your diet or because of your lifestyle. I don't have any of that. Um, you know, the old, probably the biggest bad habit that I've got is that I do like to have a drink. Um, but again, like I had two, three glasses of wine last night for the first time in a week, and I've got mm. a bar in my house, so I mean, it's <laughs> difficult not. It's to inevitable. Do. It's yeah. Um, but again, I think that that's one thing that I've tried to stray away from the norm is that you're expected to like to drink. Oh, tell me about it. We could have a whole episode on this. Me as my yeah. little sober. You're expected my to like alcohol. It's mm-hmm. normal. If you want to go out and have a good night, you have to go out and get absolutely smashed beyond belief. And then, in Glasgow anyway, uh, that's and the then, drug drinking yeah. culture. And it's then, not just a drink. Yeah, and then die the next day. Hangovers are just so normal that you're supposed to debilitate you for the whole the next day. Your body has been poisoned. Up for a week. Why is that normal? It shouldn't be normal that like you're so hungover beyond belief and it's just like, haha, that's really funny. Like no, that you're poisoned your body to the point where you're projectile vomiting. Like that's bad. <laughs> that's bad. So like I'm trying to be like, no getting I'm now trying to think no I'm not drinking to get drunk I'm drinking because I like it's something that I just quite like to do because I think that growing up again it's just like oh what you only had one drink you only had two drinks what you didn't mm. drink I didn't drink when I was younger no you didn't that was, drink that was straying away from the norm I used, yeah. to, I used to get called straight edge Shit. that was like people would come up to me and go straight edge people would think that you were drunk though because you would just see this is the thing some people need alcohol to like get all loosey goosey and yeah. be able to be you know their inner ch- like let their inner child out and be playful and be silly because then you have the alcohol to blame it on but then like you could already do that like you don't you uh, that's not why you used alcohol you use alcohol because you can be the life and soul of the party without yeah. having, you know, a couple of babies. Yeah. And, and again, the reason why I started drinking was, again, something that I, I was trying to not do as much as possible because the partner that I was with made me feel bad the fact that I didn't drink. And I changed myself and my opinion to try and please him. Mm-hmm. And manipulated me into doing that. 
and if that didn't happen I probably still I maybe have like a glass of wine here and there but I yeah. would I probably wouldn't have ever gotten into the proper drinking culture and I changed a massive part of myself for someone else which I am never going to do ever again yeah but so, that's the thing sometimes you just have to learn it you just have to experience it and you've gone through certain things in your life that's brought you round to these points of view that you have mm-hmm. yeah. yeah for sure yeah but. is there anything else you'd like to tell our lovely listeners we've had such a passionate discussion touching on all sorts of things like femininity then we're like diving into <laughs> dating and our partners and i think that the biggest thing especially just going from the, the the tarot of the empress i think that the biggest thing to take away from everything that we've talked about today is that be who you want to be. Mm. Listen to your gut and what you want. Trust not, your intuition. Uh-huh. <laughs> not your heart, not your head, because both of them are going to mess you up. Trust your gut as to what you want to do. If you feel in your gut that something's not right, then something's not right. Don't try and get a justification from other people to tell you that you're right or wrong. And if you are hearing from other people something negative about yourself that if you're doing something that makes you happy and someone's been like oh that's that's not cool or oh that's a bit weird or oh i don't agree i don't like that then i don't uh, say flying your weird flag i don't care (laughs) they're not for you no it's if you're if you're around people that are uh, what's what do you call the vampire oh energy vampires (laughs) if you're around energy vampires that are bringing you down and making you not want to do things that make you happy then it's about having that confidence and love for yourself to not have them around as much anymore and you know what you don't have to have that big breakup you don't have to have that massive confrontational discussion because I don't particularly like confrontation but it's just more the fact that I'll stand up (laughs) for myself (laughs) I'll stand up for myself and I've had those hard discussions with managers with people above me I don't particularly like authority figures but it's just about you know having those hard discussions sometimes but if you don't want to you don't have to have them it's just about you know saying I don't really want to hang out today it's just like about you don't have to have that confrontation if you don't want to but if you do have that thing in yourself to be like that makes you feel uncomfortable and you can tell that person and depending on how they react to you if they say try and make you feel bad and turn it around on you trust your gut yeah they're not someone that you want in your life the biggest thing to take away from this is that you are the most important person think about what you want don't let anyone else tell you that it's selfish don't let anyone tell you that they're thinking about yourself because yeah you are thinking about yourself because you are the only person that's going to be there for you throughout everything Mm. Mm. it's such a strong message and i hope I hope you're all feeling super inspired after this episode (laughs) and that you managed to tune your ears into our passionate Scottish speed. (laughs) If you have a difficulty understanding our Scottish um, voices, then don't come to Glasgow because you won't be able to understand a single person. (laughs) If you can get in. Then it's level three. Yeah. I'm Rem for sure, so I'm fine. But yeah, thank you so much for tuning in and thank you, Kirsty, our gorgeous empress that came to bless us with this episode. I mean, if you want me to come back and if there's of anything, you, you know, if there's any questions that anyone mm. has or, you know, if there's if there's any even situations that you'd, that you, yeah. if you relate to me in any way and you want me to kind of shed any sort of light on any difficult situations that you're in or anything at all that you would, you would appreciate my advice on, then like I'd be more than happy. Yeah. Do you want to, to share your, your socials? 
how they can reach you. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, you can, yeah, you can go on my TikTok. I make TikToks every now and again. Again, it's just more about trying to be confident in myself, and um, you know, I, I don't have any. Co- again, not opening yourself up to negative comments mm. i don't want to hear them because i'm doing something that i enjoy that i yeah. like doing so i've you know monitored my comments that you cannot post and i will not see oh can you do that yeah, is that there a filter certain, thing yeah yeah so how do you do that you just go into your settings and you can click the box that says um turn off mean comments so tiktok can like see the comments <laughs> yeah it's about time yeah tiktoks can like Freaking read it. the comments and they'll be able to show you them if they think that they're not mean so i can't see comments that i as far as i'm aware all my tiktoks have had nothing but love yeah good and that's, and that's the how way it should be. that i want to so if you want to follow me on tiktok it's hamilton k1 um, if you want to follow me on TikTok, it's you just... You can only share love. <laughs> yeah, it's just like me being like my funny Scottish self and makeup transformations and, mm. you know, just trying to have that like confidence and just putting that out in the world and, um, yeah, showing that like LGBTQ plus community some love mm. and just like being yourself and, yeah, I just, just, just spreading some love and positivity because there's enough negativity going around at the moment. Oh, exactly. So, yeah, we're, we're sharing some love and we hope you enjoy... 